0: Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Reel Radio, brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Maine or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck, or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours of radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the united states now here's your host hop along john cassidy
1: hey thank you mark larson and southern california welcome back to another sunday edition of run real radio i am indeed your under fish toast hop along john cassidy i did have a chance to go out fishing though twice this week and we'll talk about it later on we did a Great event today for the Wounded Warriors of Imperial County. We'll talk more about that later on in the show. But, hey, let me tell you, first of all, what's in store for you tonight? I think we have a jam-packed show right out of the gate. We're going to have Billy Chapman, owner-operator of Angler's Inn, El Salto, Pacacho, Amazon. And I think he's also got some new news for us. He's going to be with us to tell us about all the great fishing opportunities That are available to us at Anglers Inn. And then in the six o'clock hour, fresh back from Cabo San Lucas, Pat McDowell. He's the director of the Western Outdoor News, Cabo Tuna Jackpot. Man, they had a barn burner down there. We're going to get all the latest information and the up to date news on what happened down in Cabo for the Tuna Jackpot from Pat McDonald. That'll be at six o'clock. But before we get everything started off, let me introduce to you. The co-hosts of Rod Real Radio, first, this gentleman is the voice of one 800 Bass Boat, pretty darn good freshwater, and saltwater fisherman in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, howdy.
2: How you doing, John? Good evening, everybody. Hey. Well, it's been a, a on-and-off week trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do first, getting ready for the, the tuna season here January 3rd. I've got a 14-day leave-in. And January sixth is the first bass tournament that I am going to miss. <laughs> Trying to rig the boat, get everything ready for that. Figure out what you are going to take on this fourteen day, and I know that somewhere in there, there is Thanksgiving and Christmas.
1: <laughs> oh, well, you know, Stan, I, I, uh, you know, sometimes take it lightly when you do these tournaments and you come on back and you get the radio show. I did a tournament today, and I got to tell you right now, I feel like I was road hard and put away wet. I mean,
2: <laughs> well, you know that's that's how it's supposed to be. That's what's so much fun about those tournaments. You know, you go out, you get up at oh dark thirty in the morning. You know, you're in the cold weather. You fish uh, most of the day, and, you, and then you you know get a chance to talk with the guys. You, you shake hands with the winners, and then you come home, and then you do live radio. Isn't that how it's supposed to work?
1: Oh, yeah. You're supposed to keep your life full. That's uh, one thing for sure. <laughs> Hey, let's introduce our audience to the other co-host of Ron Real Radio. She is the national sales manager for Iserline. She's an outdoor enthusiast in her own right, both fishing and hunting. And I gotta find out if there's anything she's gone out and killed while uh we last uh, spoke to her. Ms. Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing?
3: I'm doing pretty good and uh we killed a couple of lobster and some fish, uh fish in the wall last night.
1: All nice. right. Well that's pretty good. Uh, Did you go out with Merritt or or how'd you go out?
3: Yeah, we went out in in our boat and uh, went out for a couple of hours since we didn't get up early enough to go hunting.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. That is great. Hey, well, guys, let's get on to our first guest because this is one of our most favorite guests. He's a good friend of Ron Real Radio. He runs a couple of three destinations that are on everybody's bucket list. And, man, I am just so happy to have him and talk about his operations. It's been about a year since we talked to him, but let's catch up with what's happening with Billy Chapman from Angler's Inn. Billy, are you there, sir?
4: I'm here, John, and thank you so much for having me back on. And a very exciting year for us, John. I'm just returning from Mexico. We opened up earlier this season, September 15th, with a big bang, and we did a special promotion with Bass. Really? And, uh, yeah, it was pretty unique. We had a huge saving discount for all BASS members, and we had about 150 anglers come at us. Very good. It was just phenomenal, John. I mean, the fall fishing is topwater time, and Cinco, and the lake just came up 40 feet, so the fish are shallow. And, but we whacked a lot of big fish. If, if you go to our uh, Facebook page or anglersin.com, it was phenomenal. We had down the Abu, Abu people, Abu Garcia. We had Berkeley down. Uh, hummingbirds on their way down right now, and Hook is on their way down. But the amount of big fish that we landed between, the, the big fish ran between 9 and 11, 8. But big we fish. put at least 50 fish, uh, caught, and, caught and released 50 fish at 10 pounds
1: wow wow that's uh, so great
4: a lot of them on film too so that's really cool and we got some great videos of all that and uh just a phenomenal beginning of the season you know on el salto and uh everything's just right you know that we had just enough rain the lake came up to about 95 percent and now we're just opening up our new lake Picachos, but uh it was a phenomenal opening. I expect a really strong season, you know, because the lake was covered up with a lot of hyacinths. Like, you know, 40% of the lake was covered up with hyacinths for about three years. And back last year, that hurricane blew it out and went over the dam, and there's no place left for them to hide, you know. So
2: <laughs> well, it's pretty, pretty exciting so far, you know, you uh, know, those those big you know, For those guys to come down and catch, you know, double, when you get into double-digit fish, ninety uh, percent of the public out there never gets a shot at that i mean that's one of those pretty special events i mean going into mexico uh, we've been, i've been going down there since the 70s uh, back when Obergana novia way back when we they were just heydays before uh, all the other lakes have opened up and right. you know, or your dad had been involved with a lot of those things but the fishing down there is just Outstandingly good, and it and it like you're saying, you know, this top water stuff right now, and when you first get started, and then uh, you know, sinkos, and then you know, it'll turn into you get some reaction bait fishing in the spring, or there's our spring down there is like January, February, uh, when the, the fish start to move in for spawning, and it's phenomenal fun, yeah.
4: Basically, Stan, and like you, you know, all the old days, you know, and the old lakes that that sprung up back in the 70s and 80s, well, we got a brand-new situation. You know, Lake El Salto is the trophy lake, but we have the newest lake in North America that's producing on an average of anywhere from guaranteed 150 fish a day, Yippee. ranging from 2 to 8 pounds. They don't know what a gringo looks like yet. That's the beauty of it, John. <laughs> I mean, they just don't know who we are yet. You know, they're so young and aggressive and hungry, and it's a brand-new lake. And the beauty of that, it's called Lake Picasso's. It's been stocked for over close to nine years now. It has the Florida strain as well, and it's only 50 minutes away from Mazatlan's airport. So you can basically do a combo between both lakes, the best of both worlds, big fish and numbers. What's the name of it again? Lake Picachos. Picachos is uh, basically when you land in Masset Lodge, by the time you get your luggage, you're at the new lodge, and we're going into our fourth season on Picachos, so it's not the first year, it's our fourth season. And it's producing two to eight-pound fish, but believe it or not, John, we had a group from California last season, came down in February, which is spawning time, and the biggest fish was caught by Bat, Pat Sleeper's group. Uh, all fly fishermen, they landed the lake record so far, 11-4 on a fly rod. Now, we we <laughs> figure that one out, right? Pretty cool. <laughs> but, but caught on a fly rod. And, you know, when you hook up there and you, you catch a fish there, there's going to be a half a dozen fish behind that fish. And if you fish. If you fish any type of stick bait with three sets of troubles, you can double up all day long, and that's because it's a new lake. So if the audience has never fished a new lake, that's the lake you want to go if you just want to make your thumbs raw, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, it is producing eight-pounders, and it will take the skin off your thumb and give you a black and blue on your ribs, you know. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting to have two lakes through the best lakes, and that's a strong statement, but we know what we got uh,
2: side by side, you know. we got to teach the guys that are going down there about finger tape. <laughs> it helps yeah, a that bunch. flex
4: tape is a must. Uh, <laughs> you know that's a that's a nice pro tip. I discovered it in the Amazon, guys. But you know the the blue flex tape. Yeah, and it's waterproof. And I I don't know. I think it was uh, they use it on horses, and it comes in all different widths, but. You can reuse it, and I, I don't leave home without it, you know, for especially for the Amazon, because you can work a blister real quick in six days efficiently.
1: we uh, we get our uh, finger tape from uh, Wendy at Iserline. They make some of the, or have some of the best that is on the market. There's there's all kinds That's out right. there, and some of them, you know, don't you know live up as uh, billed, but the uh, Iserline finger tape, is the blue stuff, and that's the real McCoy. That stuff really
2: works, right? That's made by three M. Yeah, that's We're the, only the only best. I gotta tell you, I, I had a connection at three M for a way. while, I'll but no longer. Before I leave for Brazil, yeah. you guys,
1: <laughs> you better, you better talk to Wendy then. Hey, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, hey uh, Billy, let's let's go back here just a, a couple of steps. There is a lot of people that are listening to us right now. that are going, you know, I'd like to take my kids or. There could be someone that says, Hey, I want to take my dad, or someone saying, I want to take my significant other on a on a great trip. And I, I've heard about these places in Mexico where you can go bass fishing, where where things are are almost turnkey for you, but I'm a little bit hesitant. I, I don't know about it. Give us a little history, if you will, of El Salto and how people get uh, you know, contact you and get to Lake El Salto. What, what are the uh, the gateways they have to go through?
4: Well, it's a pretty simple trip, John, and I don't believe anybody has more invested into the bass fishing world than anglers it does, anglers in brand and lodging. And we got got uh, a total of 35 Triton boats down there, all brand-new engines, brand-new boats, uh, hummingbird death finders on them, Minn Kota Trolling Motors, Uh, Nine vans that shuttle people back and forth from lake to lake and airport to lodge. We've been doing it for 42 years, John. Uh, Our client base, we run a couple thousand people a year through our doors. And it's a very easy trip because once you land in Mazatman, you're looking at an hour and 45-minute drive, all-inclusive. ground transportation is to the lodge and back to the airport or to the other lake and then to the airport. If you do the combo, it's all inclusive, all all your meals, your alcohol, all you do is bring bring your rods and reels, very simple trip, and we have daily reports on Facebook. If you go to Anglers International and sign up on our Facebook, you'll see in the last three weeks, all those 10-pounders are up on Facebook with videos being caught. It's just a great fishery for, uh, you know, it's whatever technique that you want to master or learn. you got a Numbers Lake with all those dumb fish that don't know what a gringo looks like, and then you have to be a little <laughs> bit better stick on Lake El Salto. Uh, so that's where your 10-pounder opportunity is. So uh, let's talk about safety. I know, you know, the last seven years we did have a drug war, and a lot of people quit coming, but they're all back. Uh People, the borders are a little bit of a different apple, but once you get into the interior of Mexico, we are 800 miles south of the border. Yeah, the borders are different. They're not the safest zone in the world, but we have a lot of cities that aren't real safe either. But, you know, you're flying over the border at 37,000 feet, and once you get there, you're in our hands. We have had zero problems. And if you take a look at our client base, who's down there, Bass, Matt, right, right now, who just left yesterday, was Bass University with a group of 24 people. Mm-hmm. So Bass University went down and did their university with us. Abu just got back. Berkeley just got back. They've launched some incredible new baits. So if you're worried, if you have a fear factor, give us a call. We'll walk you through and read what, what everybody's saying on anglersin.com and, anglers international facebook and take it from them you know i would have no fear of going to mexico well it's, you also
1: uh, accommodate uh, uh, us fishermen especially here from san diego now that it's so easy for us to fly out of tijuana airport all we have to do is be dropped off at one side of the bridge crossover valeris is the first airline you see valeris runs correct. great deals into culiacan and Mazatland, but what I like about going to Kulyakon is I get an extra half day of fishing in because they get us to the lodge. By the time we get there, it's like 11, 1130. You insist that we have lunch and uh, maybe a little liquid refreshment, and then go out for a half day of fishing. It's it's the yeah, best it's you can ever watch,
4: John. Exactly, that flight is awesome for us, and you're going right over that terminal on that flight, and and it's real. It's very inexpensive too, John. I- we're going to start letting more people know about that flight because it's a godsend for us. Uh, like you said, you can get that extra half a day in. And then, uh, but if you're, if you're going to do the combo, which I highly suggest, if you're going to spend the money to go down, do an extra two and a half days and fish the new lake, because if you've never fished a new lake, you've never seen anything like it. You know, it's just, uh, and then, then you're better off flying in the Maslon. But you're right, John. I mean, it goes in the Cooley Con or Maslon, either, either way. But we'll, once you check into either one of those lodges, we'll have you on the water within
1: 22 minutes. And, and, and the anglers in the shuttle, shuttle is there at the airport ready to pick you up. You, you know, no kind of guessing what to do. The guys are there to help you put your gear into the shuttle. They've got cold beverages that are available to you. Uh, the, the, you know, the minute that you, uh, you know, sit down into the shuttle and then you're off to the lodge. Hey, Billy, we got to take a break right now. Is there any way I can uh, ask you to stay uh, for a couple more uh, segments?
4: You betcha, John. I'm here, buddy. Thank
1: hey, you. We're speaking with Billy Chapman from Angler's Inn. Stay tuned. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back after these messages.
6: 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your baitcasters, the PTA design has the new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone-crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance-tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355.
0: It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Real Radio line. <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome.
1: Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. And, and Stan and Wendy, I've got to say, I was kind of errant at the beginning of the show. This happens to be Veterans Day. Uh, Weekend, and we want to acknowledge all the veterans that are out there, and thank them very much for their service and allowing us to do the things that we do today.
2: You bet. Yeah, we wouldn't be. I mean, wouldn't be doing what we're doing. No, certainly
1: wouldn't. Hey, our our guest with us is Mr. Billy Chapman, owner operator of Anglers Inn, uh, El Salto, Pacacho, Amazon, and and, Bill, I just want to talk a little bit about coming on down, things to bring with me when I visit you at El Salto and Picacho. And I had a customer in here uh, last week that visits you quite regularly. And i got to tell you, he is jumping for joy. That Valeris is flying down there. And he says, man, I, I can go down to Angler's Inn and it cost me about as much money to fly down there as it does to Las Vegas. So it's one heck of a deal. But he was telling me, he says, you know, all I bring with me is I bring some lures, I bring uh, uh, my fishing reels, and Billy has all the stuff down there, and then he has another service. I go down there so often, he keeps my rods and reels for me, so I don't have to worry about lugging them back and forth on on the plane. is, Is that a fact?
4: Yeah, that's a fact, John. Believe it or not, it's a little scary how much equipment I have down there. If my lodge ever burns down, I'm going to lose a half a million dollars worth of equipment. But, but now that we we love taking care of the guy, he doesn't have to carry it back and forth, John. And on top of that, we're launching our all new tackle package where guys go out and just spend a fortune because they've never been down, and they buy up a lot of stuff that just doesn't work there.
2: You know, mm-hmm. it is
4: a different for, uh, fishery than in california's in ways so we have a tackle package which you can purchase when you book your trip which will ship to your front door and our prices are guaranteed to match any one of the main players tackle warehouse bass cabela's or anybody we're not trying to make a lot of money on that we just want you to make sure you show up with the right equipment and the right the right tackle so that's something that's all new and one of our big sponsors are, is uh, St. Croix Rods. We have over 300 rods at the lodge available nice. for clients so you don't have to tote your rods. Nice. Uh, St. Croix Rods are awesome. We got the new Bass X, we got the Mojos, we got the, the glass rods for uh, deep diving and state of the art equipment. We just put brand new Hummingbird units on all the boats. Uh, we have brand new Mincotas, brand new four stroke. Yamaha engines, a very roomy boat. So we've really got it uh, where there's no kinks of, you know, travel. You can go light. you got daily laundry, service. So you can pack really light and leave whatever you want to leave down there when you know you're coming back, if you're coming back. And uh, we just ask you to take a picture of it so you remember a year later what you did leave and just replace it. And you're going, you're traveling really light, and that new flight is, like you said, John, it's just awesome for us for, for the California market. It's so convenient and inexpensive.
2: Oh, yes. So that's Billy, been a big let's, plus. Let's talk a little bit about the baits. you know, the difference in what you, like your bait packages, what the guys bring okay. for the different seasons, if you want to call it that. Like right now, earlier in September through October, it's one thing. And then as you get to October through December, it starts to change a little bit. And then you got your your pre-spawn and spawning season that changes up a bunch. Um, and then after that, it goes kind of back into your topwater baits and, and and anything moving, actually even pre-spawn, anything moving is good. Uh, uh, any curly tail worm, two colors would used to be the key. It didn't make any difference mm-hmm. what colors. But but let's talk a little bit about what the guys, you know, just ta- tackle-wise our primary should bait,
4: bring. Our primary baits, you guys, that... Uh... The thing goes. The it's all watermelon. Watermelon is, is watermelon flake is is king five to six inch, and then your lizards, your lizards watermelon black flake, red flake, and king 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 is the black and blue power worm. It's been king for over a decade for big fish. Two if colors. It's two colors. It's got a curly
2: tail on it. It was a it was a fish catching machine down there.
4: Yeah, and then uh, right now, uh, uh, also real good is your chatter baits, spinner baits, half ounce, three quarter ounce spinner baits, and fishing them real, real slow, and just kind of dragging them across the bottom. Uh, a lot of those big fish I was talking about earlier, uh, pick and jig, uh, football jigs, half ounce, football jigs. Uh, Black and with some brown in it. We do have crawfish. They're not really crawfish. They're called langostinas. They get as big as a lobster. <laughs> I mean, they're they're big, big, big crawfish. Very good eating. So uh, it doesn't really change much. I mean, we pretty pretty much have consistent top water early and late. Uh, buzz bait is not working for us on El Salto, but it does work on the new lake. Popars, Ricos, any dog walking. Uh, bait your czar spooks but it it just comes down to about eight or nine baits, and that's why we're just packaging up what we know consistently catches fish and shipping that to your door Uh, but you do need to load up with a lot of pounds you know berkeley went in with 85 pounds you guys of black and blue and plastics and they had they had forty five pounds down on their carry on. They thought it was a bomb when it was
1: a scanner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they,
4: once they got they opened the bag, they said that doesn't smell like a bomb, so we're okay, you know. But it was pretty funny that those guys going in with that much much plastic. But they spent ten days. They brought in bass. You're going to see a story in Bassin magazine. You're going to see a story in Bassmaster. You're going to see everything that. Dash University just produced in the last four days. They brought the, the big, some of the biggest magazines, biggest writers, and some of the top pros in to launch all that new product that's going to be coming out shortly. So, uh, but getting back to the baits, you know, you can pretty much, uh, we have a board. So on that board, we ask every day, any fish over 7 pounds, you know, please put it up on the board, and put the time you caught it and what you caught it on. So that way our new clients coming in, they don't need to figure it out. You're just gonna see that board and you're gonna see black and blue, black and blue, rattle trap. And you just go right down that board and we fill that board up on a every two or three days, that's got fish from seven to eleven and a half pounds up there, and then you make your judgment call on how you wanna fish and what you want to fish with, and plus the guide's gonna tell you what fish with you know majority we're really proud of our guides john you know i stopped this lake in 1989 i'm sorry 1985 opened it in 89 so i've been fishing this lake for 30 years and a lot of these guides go back 30 anywhere from 20 to 30 years sure and i've seen this lake fluctuate for 30 years 40 feet so they know this they know this body of water you know so uh, we've got great guides there, and we'll put you on fish. And pretty much, if you want to master a technique, tell us how you want to catch them, and we'll take you to a place where you can catch them like that.
1: <laughs> well, well, Billy, before we get on to uh, some of your other adventures, the thing I really want to say is when <clears throat> you go to El Salto and you visit anglers in there, it's like seeing family because you say, there are people that have been going there almost since the beginning, but you have people that have been working there almost since the beginning, too. So it, it's like you're seeing old friends when you come back to Angler's Inn.
4: Yeah, John, it's, uh, we're getting a little worried because we're all getting old. We've been there for 30 <laughs> years. <and laughs> we're all turning gray. But, yeah, I'm yeah. really proud of my staff. John, yeah, I have a phenomenal staff. Uh, that's For that reason, I can own and operate four lodges around the world because I'm so confident that my staff is going to be there for you without me being there. And right. uh, so that that's a blessing for me, and I'm very blessed there. But uh, well, let me tell you what's happening. I'm packed to go to Brazil. Tuesday morning I got 13 duffel bags, you guys, headed to South America, and we got about 85 clients that are going to be going down starting November 15th. So uh, I am want to back up for a minute and tell the audience what happened last season. It was the first season in 40 years that I've been doing the Amazon. Uh, we had no season. We literally had a ton of people booked, and it started raining November 1st and never stopped, and rained all through the dry season. And the Rio Negro watershed, which is north of Manaus, there's two fisheries in Brazil. You have the... Northern fishery, which is anything above north of Manaus, which is the capital of the Amazon in Brazil, and everything south of Manaus is called the southern fishery. I specialize in the northern fishery, and that's the Rio Negro. Why? Because that's where the big fish live. It's proven, it's where all the records come from, and all the big bars live. So we're all set, ready to go last season, and we started canceling people by the week. And we try to put them in two weeks later and then kept on moving people, moving people. We moved people in November, December, January, and February and never had a client. The Amazon, Rio Negro, it's not the Amazon River. We don't fish the Amazon. We fish the Rio Negro. And the reason we don't fish the Amazon is real murky and muddy and it's not peacock water. It, that's catfish water, big catfish and lots of mosquitoes. Where the Rio Negro has no mosquitoes and it has the big peacock. So we basically had zero season. My guides had no clients, my chefs, the lodge didn't even open. So all those people that were booked two years ago start coming in November. But the good news is, is I've we called it, the river was blown out. Believe this or not, you guys, 32 feet of water breached the bank and went back into the jungle. It was 32 feet over the bank. Once it breaches that bank, every fish that lives in the river is going to go live in the jungle because that's where all the food chain is and that's where you are going to go hide too and all the big fish are back there so you're lucky to catch two fish a day once it breaches that bank and that's what's so important. If you're ever considering a peacock bass trip, make sure you're with an outfitter that's going to give you a heads up because it's all about the water levels and if they're not right, you're going to spend and blow $8,000 and be very upset by the time you get home. So we canceled everybody out, we don't work under those conditions, we're going to be upfront with you, you're not going to lose a dime, but what you're going to have to do is change your airfares, which is going to cost about $200, and go when the timing is right. Well, the good news is the timing is right, and after a blowout season, that means there was no commercial fishing, And there is commercial fishing in Brazil all over the place, but no lodges, you know, there was no sport fishing and there was no commercial fishing. And those fish have been living deep back into the jungle in 32 feet of water, getting fat, and it's going to be a dynamite season. And you're going to start seeing the reports come back by the third week in November. If you go to anglersin.com, the fish are fat. We've already done some exploratory trips before our clients went in. It was phenomenal last week. The levels are right. We're excited, and, but we had to wait two years. and you know, Sometimes that happens, and uh, that's the way it is. But uh, Billy, we're really tell looking us, to have a dynamite how, season.
1: How do people get from where they start from to your lodge on the Amazon? Because this not only is a bucket list, but just the trip to get to you is kind of an adventure, too.
4: It is. Uh, it's, it's not as bad as you might think, though, John. I'll uh, run you through the, the 10-day trip. It's a 10-day fishing safari for peacock bass. We do a lot of couples. We have two different options. We need to visit on that, and we have two different lodges in Brazil, so there's two different ways to go and two different price ranges, etc. But it's, the bottom line is everybody meets in Miami. So the, the group that's going in November 15th, Sixteen guys are going to meet in Miami. You're going to fly six-hour flight to Manaus. We're going to put you up where Sylvester Salone has stayed and all the Jennifer Lopez's when they go to Brazil. They stay on the, the, the hotel that we put you up in. The next morning, we get up. We go back to the airport, 15 minutes back to the airport. Then we fly a commercial flight deep into the Amazon. And then from there, we pick you up in a water bus because there is no roads, and then we transport you about three hours by boat to get to the lodge. So basically it's a six hour flight to Manaus, an hour and a half flight after you get to Manaus, and then a three hour boat ride. But mm-hmm. you know, we've got reclining seats and it's a water bus so where we can put all the luggage and supplies and get you into the lodge, and then the other operation is float plane in, in and out only. So there's two different operations. First, I find out what the client's looking for, who he's bringing, who you're entertaining, what level of service accommodations are you looking for, and we take it from there. But we're expecting a really good season because those fish have been untouched for over a year, and they're nice, big, and fat. So
1: <laughs> that's, wow. that's Now, test. Billy, hey, we're going to take another break right now, but when we come back, Uh, We might want to talk a little bit about what people should bring with them when they visit you in the Amazon. And then we want to find out what you're doing with this new lodge that you're talking about. You got time to stay with us for one more segment?
4: You got got it, John. I'm here. All right.
1: Hey, Stan, Wendy and I were talking with Billy Chapman, owner-operator of Angler's Inn, Amazon, El Salto, Picacho, and soon to be announced. Hey, stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages.
7: Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Custler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can ensure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Custler Yachts, 760-815-8866, so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866.
5: tuna hooks ring the hooks tuna doubles and many more don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook get gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now
3: the warm weather is here and our lakes
5: and rivers are brimming just remember if you love california and you love to boat please wear your life jacket and make sure everyone with you puts one on too save the ones you love a message from california state parks division of boating and waterways
1: this portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockleys Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rocklease at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, Stan and Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. We have Billy Chapman, owner-operator of Angler's Inn. And, Billy, be, before we find out, the new news that you have let's just finish up with going to the amazon uh what do people bring when they go there and with regards to rods reels and lures
4: well john that's a great question and we call it the anglers go, go the anglers in way what does that mean well you just need to show up in miami with your meds and your personal items and your cameras and Energy to fish for six and a half days and be in the jungle for seven. But when it comes to the equipment, from uh, the only thing you're going to bring is your reels. We have brand-new St. Croix rods down at the lodge, the nice. right equipment. We have the spinning and the casters. And when it comes to the baits, we have 40 years of knowing what you need in that tackle box. That is included in the price. So you don't have to worry about any of that and I have all the backup in Brazil to back that up. So basically you're just showing up with your personal goods and show up in Miami on time and get on that flight and we take it from there. We've taken it to another level, John, about 10 years ago. We created the Amazon Tough Bag. What is the Amazon Tough Bag? Well, that's something that is 25 items that we know you're going to need. We know that a lot of our clients are busy people and they're pushing it right to the window to, to the end to try to get all their work done and get on that flight. So we, we give those twenty five items everything from lip block to sun block to fishing gloves to bandanas to the right shirt, the right hat, all the lotions, potions, the the flex tape, earplugs, John, just in case you snore on me. Earplugs for the six-hour flight, which I heard you do, John, by the way. So we got the earplugs. We had the safety ties in there. Uh, Bug repellent, you're not going to need it, but it's there just in case. Uh, All the different creams and lotions and potions that it's all turnkey in a 20-pound waterproof bag where you finish it off. That is shipped to your home, to your door and then you put your camera in there and everything else, because you are going to get wet while you're there. It's going to rain two to three times on you over six days. So you've got your waterproof bag, all your goodies, the rods are there, you fly down with your reels. That's it. Oh,
2: wow. You know, I love it. I'm a, I've am a. been fishing for St. Croix for, I don't know, 15 years now or more uh, on their Pro Staff, and the, they're the best-made fishing rods in the world as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the way that they do it is... is is superior period, everybody else, they have their own way of doing things. So that's pretty cool that you've got them there. For reels-wise, what are the guys going to be throwing, and what do they need on that reel? Is it Spectra, or is it mono? Is it 65? Is it 50-pound? What do the guys need to bring?
4: I am sponsored by Abu, so all my reels are beast. We have the beast with the big, big handles, and we can find it and grab it quick. The drag systems are awesome on the beast. So we were fishing the inshore. Uh, but now we well, now we have the all beasts down there, and we got some new ones um, bringing down a bunch of new product with me, the new generation of the Revo's. So we have the Revo's, and then the Saint Croix rods. We we string them with sixty-five pound braid and eighty pound braid. So eighty pounds we have too. A, mm. Yeah, yeah. When you're throwing those big choppers, you guys, you're throwing some really big baits, and you got an opportunity to catching a fish twenty-nine pounds. And these waters have produced the world records, and it stands at 29 pounds. But it was 26, it went to 28, and then it went to 29. They can—it's believe it or not—these fish are so powerful. Everything you've ever heard about peacock bass is true. Right. To me, they're the most yeah, just phenomenal fish, and uh, so we don't fish less than 65. I mean, some guys may go down to 50, but. We, we suggest 65 on your smaller baits and 80 on your big choppers and your big pencil poppers and that kind of thing.
2: Are but you uh, using any kind all... of a, a liter monofilament or, or fluorocarbon, or are you just going straight to the bait?
4: We're going straight to the bait, you guys. I, I don't trust any of the, the snaps and the swivels. I know they got them out to do that, but I, we tie direct, and we do lose a few baits to the piranha. You know, you, you're going to catch 15 species of fish while you're there, about four species of peacock and different varieties of catfish, different varieties of piranha and the dogfish and the satinata and the waka waka. There's, it's pretty interesting fishery, you guys, because you never know what you got until you see it. But, you know, we're targeting the big, big peacockers. Uh, if they go to anglersin.com, you can really get to see all the different species. You got freshwater dolphin trying to steal your fish off you. <laughs> big gators and big anacondas, and, you know, you're not going to see everything in that seven days, but if you start turning over the rocks, you'll find it, and we do take you into the jungle at night with flashlights. If you've are if you got a lot of high adventure in you, we'll get you <laughs> in the jungle, but if you don't want to see any of that, you don't have to do that either, you know, so uh, you can go from a, a nitro boat to a, the most exclusive lodge ever built in the jungle that's going, to, they're, going to, they're going to hand you a banana split when you get out of the boat, you guys, and then you go up and smoke your cigar and take a swim in the swimming pool. so I mean it's it's really high end right uh, Billy, but if you uh, want to get out there at night, we'll get you out there at night. that's when everything's moving around.
1: I'm afraid if I uh, go out there at night, someone's going to leave me out there because I snore too bad. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, Billy, that uh,
4: Jaguar would find you really quick. Yeah. Man,
1: <laughs> hey, Billy, when we were with you last year, you uh, we uh, came up and visited with you in your new headquarters there in Coeur d'Alene. Your hospitality, even then, as you were setting up stuff, was second to none. But you've got some projects going on up there, and, and those are maybe what you, we want to talk a little bit about now.
4: Well, John, you hit me at the right day because yesterday we closed on the lodge, so I can finally talk it, and uh, we're really excited. Uh, we are going to be we have all our license in place for the, the Panhandle in Idaho, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been to Court Lane before, but this is outside of Sam Point. It's in the northern northern top half of Idaho. And we're we're literally twelve minutes from the Montana border. So we're going to be fishing Montana and Idaho. A lodge that's gonna just turn some heads. It's absolutely gorgeous. Our fishery is multi species. We have big we had the big lake trout, we have the big northern, we got walleye, but we're targeting five to eight pound smallmouth. Excuse me. Perfect.
2: (laughs) We have largemouth. Believe
4: it or not, John, on film, we have a 10-pound largemouth on film, which I never believed they grew that big because the record's only 10-4. But what we're really targeting is the smallmouth, and the smallmouth fishing is phenomenal in the 5- to 8-pound range, believe it or not, with the big northerns. And so we're pretty excited about it. It's going to be a year-round lodge. We're going to be fishing uh, May 1st through up until about the 1st of November. And then we take off November and we go right into the snow season, which is snowmobiling and skiing, and it's just literally a paradise. I challenge any of the viewers to go to check out Sand Point, Idaho. Uh, it's not up on the website. This is the first time I have announced. This has been top secret for a year now but we're ready to talk about it and start showing people what's coming. And if you're looking for a family vacation or just some really great fishing, we'll tell you when to come when the prime fishing is, which is April, May, up until the middle of June. And then uh, June, July, and August is more family-based with everything under the sun available for the wives, the kids. And then September, October, into now is prime fishing. And then we roll into the winter, which is the snowmobiles and skiing. And we have Switzer Mountain. We have Montana Fisheries. It is absolutely gorgeous. And I challenge the viewers to go to Sandpoint and just Google it. And what it is, it's the Clark Fork River. We bought the lodge that actually was an estate, ranch, beautiful home, but we're turning it into a lodge. And we, we have 220 acres. We're going to have some investment opportunity there for anybody that wants to retire with us where we have all the boats and the snowmobiles and the wave runners and the jet skis and the pontoon boats and the whole package. It's going to be very, very exclusive, and we're so excited about it because I wish I would have found it 20 years ago, John. Well, I mean, what you, what you can buy up here for the money, John, and if you're an outdoorsman and you're a sportsman, take a look at Coeur Lane and Sandpoint region. And California's, California people are moving to Coeur d'Alene by the hundreds right now. It's unbelievable because of the pricing up here, you know, what you can get for your money. Sure enough. And uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's uh, beyond my wildest dreams what I'm getting for the money and the fishery and the overall ambience of the whole region is, is really cool. So we'll be launching that and letting the world know about it. When I get, uh, I'm get, i going to Brazil right now, come home for Christmas, and then I go back to Brazil in January. And in February, we were planning to tell the world about what's coming. And
2: you're the first to know.
1: Well,
4: well if you will, that is, let, us,
2: exciting.
1: let us invite you back when you're ready to talk more about that, because this is exciting. And that area of the country is one of my most favorite places to go to and to talk about you know, five-pound-plus smallmouth and catching walleye and the fishing opportunities. And then it sounds like you're, you're, you're tailoring something for the family unit, too, which is really exciting. Uh, do you plan, will people fly into Spokane, or where will they fly in to take advantage of uh, the lodge?
4: Yeah, you would come into Spokane, and literally the lodge is one hour and 44 minutes from, from Spokane. And it's a beautiful drive up there. And then, like I said, we hop over into Montana, in 13 minutes, we're in Montana. So we, we're right on the border of Montana and Idaho. We're only about 60 miles south of the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. And that's all uh, glacier lakes up there. And, you know, what happened on the bass fishing up there, it took me a year to get my head around this. And
8: say, Why is the
4: bass fishing so good? Because nobody fishes for them.
1: Yeah, Bass everybody or 4 up here, word up there?
4: Is it? Yeah, everybody is a kokini fisherman, and into the salmon and the kokanee and the and the trout, and the bass are untouched. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I moved up
2: here because I just loved it, and
4: you know. So the bottom line is, is uh, it just was wide open, and we're really excited about the fishery and the size of our smallmouth, you know, and. I run a couple thousand bass fishermen a year through my doors in Mexico, and they're looking for a good smallmouth fishery. And then the northern, there was a big flood in Montana. They busted over the dam. So that brought in all the walleye in the northern in 2009. So it's just a multi-species. It's the largest lake in Idaho. There's parts 1,100 feet deep where the glacier, there was an ice dam that broke. Get this, John, there was a backup of water 350 feet that went all the way into Montana, and this ice dam broke 12,000 years ago, and the water, and it was 1,000 feet deep behind that ice dam. Mm-hmm. you, you got to Google this, you guys. It's Lake Ponderay, but this dam breaks, and there's boulders that busted their way through and had to find the Pacific. So, and the lake backed up 350 miles into Montana. It's it's pretty incredible area. So, the geography, the history, everything is there, and it's all mining and timber. And I have a thousand miles of logging roads for my snowmobiles. Thousand miles, <laughs> Billy, <laughs> yeah, you <you've>
1: guys. <laughs> you Billy, go s- you've got our head.
4: You're going to get
9: lost up spinning, there,
1: Spinning You've got with, our head spinning it. over all the opportunities that we have with going out with you and Angler and saying, to put it in a nutshell, because we've got to get along here, what's the best way to contact you? To contact your people, find out availability, and to make a visit with you at one of the Anglers Inn, uh, either in uh, Mexico or uh, uh, the Amazon.
4: Well, I appreciate that, John. And uh, they can I highly suggest to start off on our website at anglersin. dot com, or give us a call. And our corporate offices are in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho now. We used to be in Texas, but we moved our offices up here for this operation. Uh, call 1-800-GOTTA-FISH. That's 1-800-GOTTA-FISH. G-O-T-A-FISH. And if you want to sign up on Facebook, you'll get see what's happened in the last three weeks down in our, at our properties. That's Anglers International. And we'd love to walk you through and see who you want to entertain or who you're coming with. And... We'll uh, customize a package for you at any one of our
8: lodges.
1: Well, not only that, uh, I had a chance to speak to some of your staff here during the week, and I've got to tell you, they are knowledgeable. They they know what's coming off. They are helpful. They're they're courteous. Whatever they can do to help you out, they want to do it for you. Just like when you get to Angler's Inn with the staff that you have there, they want to make sure every need that, that uh, you might have is taken care of and you have a great time
4: well thank you john and we 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 take a lot of pride and we call it the anglers in way services our focus. if the audience gives us one shot at their business they'll see that when they get, step out of the van with the tray of margaritas and the way we handle things as soon as you arrive until the end so that's what we built the business on and We'll do the same thing in Idaho. So if you're looking for a family vacation, take a look at northern Idaho. It's not about the potatoes.
1: Okay. Billy Chapman from Anglers. (laughs) in Billy, thanks for spending some of your Sunday with us. We wish you a safe trip. And we look forward to speaking to you maybe in spring about more that's happening up there in Idaho. Okay?
4: We're going to do better than that, John. I'm going to get your butt up here and show you this, the the real McCoy. And then you can tell them about it, So just now to we're up talking. May, John. Yeah, you got to come up in May, John. You're one of the I, first guys coming through the doors.
10: I'll I'll have
1: to bring Stan and Wendy with me. You know, uh, you Wendy him. is bring such a chatterbox. You know, Stan and I, you know, we're we're quiet people compared to Wendy when she gets going.
2: <laughs> hey, Wendy, don't worry. About Sounds it. like a earplugs. good plan to me, Billy. <laughs> we'll get you up here, Wendy. i got earplugs for you. <laughs> All right. I'm ready.
1: Thanks a lot, Take Billy care, Chapman from Thank Anglers. You. And hey, we got a break right now, but hopefully we can make the connection. Coming up next, we've got Pat McDonald. He is the director for the Western Outdoor News Kabutunu Tournament. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more Ron Real Radio to come.
3: I like rafting. I love whitewater, but I never forget that snowmelt in the river can cause cold water shock. I wear a life jacket always. Anyone with me has got to do the same. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
9: Hi, it's Tony Gwynn. Nobody treats you better. Nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hi, it's Tony Gwynn
0: Jr. For years, my dad said it so often. Nobody beats El Cajon Ford and
9: nobody treats you better. And that's so true. Now I am proud to join the El Cajon Ford team because with them, it's all about family. They treat you right. You're part of
0: our family at El Cajon Ford. Thanks, Tony. We'll see you at Broadway in East Maine and ElCajonFord.com.
6: Hey, everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419
3: or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
1: Dan, Whitney, and I, we want to welcome you back to the second hour of Ron Real Radio. Well, we talked about fishing down in Mexico for freshwater fish, the bass down at El Salto and Picachos. We talked about going after freshwater fish in the Amazon. We've been talking about going south of the border and how great the fishing is. Why don't we just continue it? Because we have with us the director of the Western Outdoor News Cabo Tuna Jackpot Tournament that just wound up this weekend. And boy, did he have a barn burner event. You probably recognize his name as being the editor, but now I guess he's just one of the contributing writers. And then they send him out every once in a while to work hard and have a little bit of fun. Mr. Pat McDonald, Pat, how you doing?
8: i'm doing fine you're darn right about just having a little bit of fun here and there yeah it's been great
1: <laughs> well, pat, That's what retirement's all about you say hello to Wendy and and stan they're with us tonight
8: oh great great hi guys
2: how you doing pat it sounds like you had to suffer a little bit
8: <laughs> well you know that that event is has really uh just become a a huge deal um it's in its, it was in its nineteenth year. You know, we started in nineteen ninety nine, and it's wow. really uh, it's always, it, it started off really strong. But I mean, in the recent years, we really added a, a lot of events to it, and so now there's eleven really eleven events, in, including the two days of fishing. So some of those are charity events. so We had a Halloween party. We had two dinners, and of course, we had two weigh-ins, and then we had two charters. You know, for Bicosta, for the start boat for non anglers that raised a lot of money for charity. So. There's a lot going on, you know, and we try to make it fun for everybody.
1: Well, Pat, how did this thing start off? You say 19 years ago, I mean, uh, Western Outdoor News has, uh, reaches out to a great number of people, but someone comes up with the idea of, let's put on a big tuna tournament down there. That that had to be, uh, you know, uh, a, a pretty hard thing to get going and to sell uh, doing down there or or is it something that actually uh, fell into place uh, pretty much uh, on its own?
8: Well, it's a really good question, because you don't put anything on down in Cabo uh, without the the, uh, the approval and the good grace of, of a lot of people down there. So yeah. Kittman my, and I were just sitting around one day, and we had lost our sponsorship in La Paz. Uh, an airline went out of business, and they were the ones who said they only wanted us to do tournaments in La Paz for many years with the Yellowtail Shootout and other events. And, I said, I always wanted to do one in Cabo. And he said, well, they're never going to allow us to do it. They, they're based in La Paz, so um, no. And I said, so as soon as the, the airline went under, um, I said, okay, let's, this tournament is over. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to Cabo. Let's make some real money and um, do a real tournament. Because we had done the Bisbees. Kit and I had done the Bisbees. We went all in on the tournament one year with John King of Aficionado and Dennis Parade." And it was just a fantastic experience. Uh, one That's did, a great
2: group right there, i got to tell you.
8: <laughs> well, you know, yeah. But, you know, what's funny about tournaments is that you, you think you really know what you're doing, and you really don't. And um, But one thing I did learn while well, covering the Bisbees and also participating in it at the highest end, uh, at the time it was $16,000 in, and now it's $60,000. But that was a pretty high-end deal for us. And it's very competitive, and, and really it, it turned out to be not that much fun. Um uh, and so, what I decided that if we were going to do a tournament, we wanted to offer it at a different uh, a tournament a different tournament not to compete with the Bisbys, but to do something that was fun for the average person and so um I think at the time our um, the highest you could go on optionals was uh fifty six hundred and then the uh, entry was somewhere around six hundred dollars for the team and so and then we had different optionals uh you know just like the Bisbys, there was a lower cost. And we decided to do it um, and have more fun with it. So we put on some parties, and we just made it so it was like the Bisbee's, competitive like the Bisbee's, for tuna, but more fun.
2: Wow!
8: And that and it and it took off. And we got the approval from Bob Folger, the owner of the company, and he went forward with it. And Joe Higgins, at the time the man, uh, the director of advertising, really put all of his efforts behind it in terms of sponsorship. And then, of course, we flew down to Cabo a couple times to get the approval of the of the of the main players, particularly uh, Minerva Smith and a lot of the, um, uh, the Solmar owner and the Finisterre owner, all the major players who are now no longer with us. But they gave us the stamp of approval and said, well, if you want to do a tournament tournament, go ahead. But this is a Marlin town. And I said, you know what? There's a lot of tuna fishermen in the world and they will come here until so you'll have a new uh, set of faces down here. And another tournament, and I think it's going to be fantastic. And they and they and they agreed. So there you go. And we had 112 teams the first year, and a lot of people thought we'd never have that many. And over the years, it's grown and grown and grown, and it's ebbed and flowed. And now it was 147 teams this year. Um, so and the 677 thousand dollars, and nine teams won money, and we had great fishing, great weather. It was a, it was, I think it was the best tournament we've ever had.
1: You know, I what I'm always amazed at is when I go and look at the list of the participants you think uh, you know for a, a person that you know just looks at this from the outside that well this is some guys from southern california maybe a few guys from mexico and stuff like that <laughs> but you draw uh participants and skippers and and almost boats from literally almost all around the world
8: yeah it's true and that's because the web the, you know you know the world wide web which at the time in 1999 was, we knew it was the web and it was a great tool, but there really weren't. It wasn't. It was like it is today. Uh, it was. We didn't really know if the web, how the web was going to form. But a guy I met on a long-range trip, uh, Bill Grimsley, was a web guy, and he said, "Pat, I'm going to build a web site for you, and you can have it. It's for free, and just put information up, and it'll. It'll. You should have a website." at the time, Western Outdoor News had no website. It was almost eight or nine years after that that we actually put up a website on our own. And so it was our first website. And it has been a great tool for us over the years to uh, generate interest all over the world and not just through the readership of Western Outdoor News. Believe me, the readership of Western Outdoor News is the one that supercharged it in the very beginning. But over the years, you have to branch out and reach people uh, all the way up into Canada, was pl- places that, where people don't take Western Canadian So So, um, there's we have teams from the East Coast, we have a team from Hungary, Italy, uh, we had a team from France, um, quite a few teams from Mexico, local teams from Mexico. We really embrace the, the Mexican uh, uh, captains, and it's a bilingual tournament. Uh, everything is in Spanish and in English. And we interview the captains at the weigh scale uh, in English, and then translate to the crowd in Spanish. And I think that that's a, just a sign of respect. And um, so, it's it's a good tournament. We we try to make it uh, comfortable for everybody, and it's not a wet t-shirt type contest. It's a it's a very nice, uh, fun. Uh, wives, girlfriends, uh, family are all feel feel very comfortable, but it's competitive. Let me tell you, all the best techniques are used around the world to catch tuna, and they all came out. This past uh, this past year,
1: wow! You know, I I was also uh, uh, the reason why I brought the uh, the international flavor into this is that the this year's winning team and I'm, I don't want to steal your thunder of talking about them, but ah, okay. the uh, the captain of the uh, the winning team was from uh, Saint Croix, and you know, uh, I guess he just put a good team together.
8: Well, the winning team was uh, the Estrella del Norte, which is they won yes. in 2012 with a huge fish, and they um, they won quite a bit of money. It was they, they built a super ponga, a 36 foot. It's a red ponga. I think twin 300 Yamahas on it, and they won in, in, 19, in, in, uh, in 2012. And it was at that time this, this the best fishing that we've ever had. The history of the tournament was in 2012. We had 12 fish over 200 and won over 300, uh, which was their fish. And it was in this year they won again with Victor Victor Lachlan, who came over from another team uh, who I fished with on the Constitution. We learned a few tricks down there, mm-hmm. and he and used some of those tricks on the Gorda to uh, the Gorda Bank to, uh, to, to 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 hook this fish, and they got a, it was a 338 uh, pounder. On the first day, so it pretty much set the tone for the tournament the first day by in the first weigh-in by uh, by hooking this fish and landing it. And, um, so they weren't the only team that won money, but they surely <clears throat> got the biggest fish of the tournament.
2: Yeah, and theirs was, was a three three thirty-eight on the Gordo.
8: It was a three hundred thirty-eight pounder, and then was a, a three zero four, I believe. Uh, it took seconds. And then there was um there were another 11, or another nine fish over two hundred pounds that uh, filled out uh the, the list. The top ten uh, I think the top ten fish, all of them were two hundred pounds, uh Brian Solomon of Solomon's Landing. And my good friend Bill Jubb and, and Scott, they got a two hundred and twenty one pounder. That was the, the tenth biggest fish. Two hundred and twenty one pounds. Tenth biggest fish. <laughs> think about that. So yeah. So and then there were, let me just tell you, you guys, you're not going to believe this, but you've got to be in the inner harbor, inner harbor, which is where we can see you, uh, right there in front of the tesoro. You've got to be in by 6 o'clock. Two, two boats, one who had a fish on uh, close to 300 pounds for nine hours. It had died, I guess, on the bottom, and they had to winch it up inch by inch, nine hours, and they, they, got, they came in later by about 10 minutes. And another team came in two minutes late, they said that the harbor police slowed them down, uh, and they got in two minutes late. They had a 325-pound uh, tuna. We weighed it. And we, gave them, uh, we gave both teams the hard luck award for uh, and a free entry into next year's tournament for it. But that just shows the quality of the fishing uh, this year, and it's continued. We just got the report today that several fish over 200 pounds were caught this uh the last three or four days. So it's going.
1: You know, uh, Pat, you're saying that the fishing seems to be getting better, and... I don't want to go into the politics or anything, but is this something that is cyclical, or is this something that uh, the politicians have done now that maybe helped the fishing there? Or, or what's uh, you know what's your rub on it?
8: I think this year the Thaners for some odd reason, I don't know why, maybe the bluefin fishery, you know, uh, because they're, they're locked out, uh, maybe they're just not as aggressive in that area, but. In previous years, the sailors would come in, and they would actually, uh, with helicopters, and they had a few out this year uh, up in the near the Finger Bank, but none over in the Gordo uh, into the Gordo area of the Hyman Banks. But they did have a few um, boats out, but very, very few compared to previous years, and this has allowed the, the elephant tuna to come in mm-hmm. to the area within 50 miles. So big fish were on porpoise. They were at the Hyme Bank. They were at the uh Freles and also especially at the Gordo. So not only that, you guys, it's is that there was really good fishing elsewhere. Right off the arch, I was we were hooking 40- and 50-pound tuna uh, and, you know, little tiny footballs, too. So they had this massive influx of tuna that were uh, in close, and it just makes sport fishing and the fun of the tournament just so much better when you're actually hooking fish. So it was really good fishing. It was fantastic. Uh, but the, the big fish kind of set the tone. But... And I, I, I went out a couple of evenings, and we were hooking 40- and 50-pound fish uh, 300 yards off the arch.
2: Wow. Man, that's okay, when that comes up close to the bank like that, that means that bigger fish is all around, too. That's if, right. When the that's tuna right. move in, it uh, mm-hmm. must have had some exactly. bait move up, too, because it was to, to, give
8: you, to give you an idea. It's a freaky thing. I'm out there fishing with Rich Holland. We were out there fishing on the Ponca, right off there. We were just hooking a smaller fish. And a guy comes in with a 28 footer or so and he's using a kite and we are only 200 yards maybe off the arch and he's, and he's running a kite right next to us. And I I said, man, when was the last time Rich, you ever saw that? And that had to be 10, 12, 13 years ago when the sailors left us alone and uh, fish were able to come in and the conditions were perfect. And they are absolutely perfect right now for people to go down and catch big tuna right now. It's, the water conditions are perfect. And so, yeah, we had a lot of luck in the regards to weather and, and conditions. But I have to say, politically, I would love to see the Mexican government, and I think it will never happen, declare tuna as a sport fish. I know it sounds bizarre that tuna are not considered to be a sport fish, but it's political because as soon as they make it a, a sport fish, then the seniors are locked out 50 miles out from the coast. Because you're not allowed to uh, to catch uh, sport fish um, uh, commercially within that within that range, so they'll probably never be declared a sport fish, and we just keep urging them to do do so, or at least set uh, areas off in tourist areas where sport fishing fleets are to keep them out, um, without about 15 miles out. So far, we haven't had any luck doing it, but this year we just got lucky that for some reason they, the seniors weren't around, and we had great fishing.
1: Well, you know it. it... It just seems to be political all over the world. I just came back from uh, uh, two weeks in Ireland and uh, we visited with one of my friend's cousin who's a commercial fisherman, lives on an island called Inishturrk that's uh, uh-huh. on the west coast of Ireland and he's a commercial fisherman and they have yellowfin that run off the coast there. but he, as a commercial fisherman, cannot fish for those fish because the Irish government has sold the right to fish for yellowfin tuna to the Spanish. And then they also have saltwater uh, salmon there. And he can't keep a salmon because the rights to the salmon are sold off to somebody else. So he gets to go after mackerel and lingcod, and luckily he can uh, chase lobsters or something like that. But sometimes you have to scratch your head and you go, what are these people thinking? And maybe we Well, yellowfin tuna...
8: Yeah. Look, guys! Look, yellowfin tuna, bluefin tuna—it's the hottest commodity. You can't—you can't. It's difficult to farm it. It's free. People think it's free, and it's and it's valuable. When you sit down and get a little pokey dish or something like that, or a sashimi at a high-end restaurant, man, a lot of people are making money off that tuna. And as long as tuna are uh, considered to be extremely valuable on the dinner plate and prized around the world for its protein and its, uh, its cuisine. It will always be political, and tuna will always be a pawn. So it's putting on a fishing tournament. You know, for tuna is like you just never know. And the saners, you know, may um, may show up. They may not. And this year we were very lucky. And every year we have people grousing that you know the the damn saners came in. the helicopters. And they they surrounded us as we were fishing, and they actually kicked us out. They actually forced us to leave the area of forpus. Uh, and set their nets are completely around the boats and allowed them to, to leave leave the area where the nets nets were set. This is how aggressive it is out there sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm.
8: So I'm not going to hear this every year. Yeah, and it's and, and it's sometimes pretty tough. This year I didn't have to hear it. So okay, we're yeah. speaking
1: with uh, Pat McDonald. McDonald, uh, we're talking about the Western Outdoor News uh, Cabo Tuna Jackpot Tournament. Uh, Pat, I got a few more questions to ask you about the tournament. Can you stay around for just a little bit? Sure. Glad to. All right. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break right now, but you're listening to Rod and real Radio on AM 540, or you can listen to us live at com. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this.
6: Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT, to the Tour Mag, to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your quantum products at AnglersArsenal.com or Anglers Arsenal in Mesa at 619 466 8355
7: Attention, Rod and Reel Radio listeners, be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio Show live, along with show archives, without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen, including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports episodes of inside sport fishing marine traffic and much more get the free code group mobile app by texting the word real r-e-e-l to 90407 or enter the words code group in the app store on your smartphone hi this is bss record holder dean rojas El Cajon ford helped me when i got started in my career and let them help you with a new f-series ford truck and remember nobody beats El Cajon ford
1: dan wendy and i we want to welcome you back to ronwell radio we also want to welcome pat mcdonald pat is uh well he just finished up as being the director for the western outdoor news cabo tuna jackpot and pat without giving away any top secrets or anything like that was there a way that the boats were catching these fish that uh, we may want to hear about was there a a technique that uh, these big fish were uh, being caught on?
8: There's a, there's a number of techniques, but I would say that fly-lining uh, uh, chunks of squid, uh, that's uh, one method, and some were using actually a balloon uh, to have it actually on the surface, chunks, big, large chunks on, on the surface. Some guys were using uh, live bait with balloons. Uh, a lot of kites, a lot of kites and yummy flyers were, were on the porpoise, whether you keep up with the school's and some were dropping down with weights uh, with squid and live bait, caballito, um, also uh, getting ahead of the porpoise and then dropping down with weights and then or slow trawling uh, uh, ahead of the school. So, But uh, some of it was uh, just a fly line sardinas sometimes with lighter line. That's one reason why some of these fish took so long, because you're, you're dealing with trying to hook these fish, you know, and they're kind of skittish in some in some points. Now, the guys on the Estrolla del Norte, I can't tell you exactly. They'll tell me some, but they won't tell me all. But sure. I'm quite sure they uh, they were using uh, chunks of, of dead squid, uh, the big uh, hubbolt squid, where they, they can get it down there at the supermarkets in big uh, um, squares. You know, and they just chunk it up. They did that. Mark Rayer does that all the time over in the East Cape. That's his favorite method of fishing. And he, he won four optionals with a 239 and $130,000 <laughs> by chunking. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's funny about the elephant tuna fishing or bluefin fishing. There's so many methods uh, uh, used uh, to get them, and it just depends on where they are and how you want to get them. I know one team uh, they hooked a huge fish, uh, the biggest fish ever caught on uh, at the tournament, a three eighty three by the fishermen, I think it was in two thousand seven. Um, they, I believe, they used a downrigger. So, you, any way you can get get the bait down there, you know, and um, and try to use heavier tackle, uh, the heaviest tackle you can. That's the key because you're in a time tournament. Lines are out at 4, you got to be in by 6, and the shotgun started at 7 a.m. in the morning. So not a hell of a lot of time to go and run to a far spot, hook a fish, a big fish, land him, and then get back in time. So um, heavier heaviest line possible is the key. Well, you have to have that when you're talking about
2: 200 to 300 pound fish. You're going to have to have the right gear, anyhow. When you start talking, you know what even the baits that, from the churilis—that's a type of mackerel down there—that's very popular with the tuna fishermen. You know or the big right. squid and uh, and the chunking mm-hmm. because uh, I mean the big boats down here, side of San Diego, they chunk fish, and a lot of big fish are caught on chunk fishing because those big fish are opportunists. They want to eat something they don't mm-hmm. have to swim hard for to get. So all of that comes yeah. into play, and there's been the, that push of bigger fish now. I mean, you're seeing it from the, the sports boats in the last couple of weeks here. They've got, you know, five over three on one boat, but a bunch of the boats are down there now, and that 200-pound fish is all over. So you're you're seeing that big influence. They started seeing it actually in June, uh, mm-hmm. in on the East Cape, and and then coming around where that bigger fish was coming in, and they were catching them on the gordo. So, and the gordo for the last several years has been the spot. I have a friend of mine that went it with a two ninety three uh, three years ago, and uh, or two years mm-hmm. ago, and uh, he's down there again with with another buddy of ours that uh, they didn't get a fish, and they were fishing the gordo for all for both of the days. But that's just yeah. tuna fishing too. You just got to be in the right spot at the right time when those big fish, because there's not. There's not large schools of them. Those are pretty independent fish. They just kind of move mm-hmm. around and
8: they eat. Yeah, Mark. Uh, Mark was fishing the outer Gordo the first day and the second day, and he saw the Estrella del Norte come out on the first day, and they just there was just huge fish exploded around them after they were chunking,
2: mm-hmm. and then
8: that is and they just they drifted right over the high spot, uh, right where Mark was. So the next day, uh, Mark was out there again, uh, and they got a two thirty nine, and then that that held for uh for uh, the, the first four optional jackpots, and so Mark won thirty two thousand something like that uh, nice. in the tournament wow. you know Mark is Mark is always on the edge right there he works you know he owns three boats over at Genren and he charters he, he charters the boats. so this year he was a member of a team and uh, so he was pretty excited and he's always right there uh, in the close you know he's always hooking the fish. Or I think he was. He finished third last year, and the previous year he hooked a fish that he says he feels um, was would have won the tournament uh, three years ago. So he's always right there on the edge. Now the top guys, I would say there's 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 a ten to twenty percent of the field is in real contention, and you can always get lucky and 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 do well. But there's always the the real top guys that really know what they're doing. It doesn't mean that the average guy with a Mexican captain isn't going to uh, is going to beat everybody. It's just uh, you never know about these tournaments. The charter boat captains in Mexico, I think, are the best in the world uh, for that for the, for their particular area. They know so much, so well, much local knowledge.
1: Me, Pat, that leads me to the the next uh, question. Uh, uh, I, I guess we find that almost in any tournament, even the freshwater tournament, that. Uh, you know the guys you have to beat when uh, uh, you're fishing. I know a bass tournament. We <laughs> we were just doing that today in the tournament we fished. But do you get a lot of stories uh, down there about guys that or boats that caught fish that just couldn't bring them in, or are these guys prepared in such a way that that's really kept down to a minimum?
8: It's really a good question because I was, was going to mention that uh, the reason why some of these big Long, one of these long-range boats and one of these other small boats out here, you know, even my 24-foot skiffs are getting uh, bluefin over 300 pounds, is the techniques and tackle, the rail fishing, um, the connections that we're using, uh, a, lot of, a lot of kite fishing because, you know, you we're using, the, they can really put the, put the pedal to the metal on these fish, you know. And, and, and also, when you're going after a fish like this, if you don't have your drag set to 30 to 40% mm. uh, and you're fishing under 100 pounds, it's likely that you're not going to be able to catch that fish. It's True. very likely. You've got to pull. You can't be afraid of breaking it off. And a lot of these guys are just, uh, they hang, you know, the more experienced guys, you know, they're, they're, they're pulling they're pulling with everything, you know. And I always said if you tied 80-pound line to a, to a car and had your wife drive away, I, you, you'd be, you're you you be just going to get spooled, and I can be able to break it. So a lot of these guys just don't pull hard. And so they're on these fish for four or five hours, and then they end up losing them when the hook just is there and this huge hole in the, in the jaw of the tuna, and then when it comes up to the, the final uh, large circles, the position of the hook changes, and it just slides right out. And that's when the heartbreak begins, and you hear these stories all the time. You have to... The final, the final 40 feet is the, uh, is separates the men from the boys. Uh, and, and oftentimes you, there's a lot of boys uh, that come to the scale saying that they, they lost a huge fish. So you've got to put the pedal to the metal on these fish. They're tough. They're the toughest fish in the world. And Cabo, for some odd reason, and I believe it's the thermocline, these fish do not want to come up out of that thermocline. It's almost like a boxer. You'd rather be fighting in cool weather than, than warmer weather. And the cooler waters down below, these fish do not want to come up. So, you know the, you've the, gotta, you've gotta, you got to you got to you got to break their will. I've caught couple fish over two hundred pounds down in Cabo, and it, you just if you don't uh, if you don't push them at the very end, uh, they will just keep on putting their head down, and they will make you suffer. And so you have to make them suffer, and that's the only way to beat these fish.
2: And try to tell um, people and, that all the time that that if you hang this one of these big fish, there's no way that you can break a 100-pound line pulling on it with a rotten reel. But you have to try. You've got to put every ounce of, of, of pressure on that fish you can. You've got to get every lift you can on them and every inch you can on them. Every minute you've got them on, or you're going to lose them. They have every trick in the book, too. When that fish turns its nose up and shakes its head and to, to release that hook from that hole that it's Put in there. The longer he's down there, the bigger that hole gets and that, and that fish's jaw. And the, they are real good at coming unbuttoned right under the boat.
8: Yeah, yeah. When If the fish aren't going the direction they don't want to go or they're not stopped, they're gathering oxygen in their gills. That's how they breathe and gain their strength. So if you're just swimming along with them and you say, oh, I'm just going to tire this guy out, nah, he's resting.
2: <laughs> nah.
8: He's, he's you're resting. You're, like you're you the had... one.
1: You had a pretty right. successful event down there. You probably are already drawing up the plans for next year's event.
8: Well, I just sent the uh, the webmaster all of the, uh, the the preview, the entry form, which is now editable. You can actually edit it right on the, uh, on, the on the on the form, and then uh, email it or, or, or send it in before you had to print it out and write it on it. And so that we have all the new all the rules. We haven't changed any rules. We're, at this point, we are have a committee to look at some of the the timing of this. Things. But, yeah, all the plans are really uh, going into effect. There's, You know, looking at sites, you know, for the parties, you know, our costs are way up, so we have to look at things like that. But uh, but main thing is we, the dates are the 7th through the 10th of November. It's always the first Wednesday through Saturday of November is our tournament and so we're looking forward to another event, and it's already our 20th year, you guys, 20th year. It's hard to believe, but uh, there you go. But, hell, I'm a grandfather, and I'm retired now, so that's (laughs) great.
1: Well, if you want to see anything more about the uh, jackpot tournament here, uh, you can go to uh, this week's issue of Western Outdoor News. And, and Pat, you had some great film of uh, the event, too, that uh, I think was on, uh, I think I saw it on your Facebook page, but I'm sure you also have it on your website, too.
8: Look if anybody wants to really know about the tournament or look at the look at the video, the links it's very really easy to get those links. You just Google Cabo Tuna and our website will come up. And then uh then you can look click on Facebook. If you're a member of the Facebook family, you can look at that video and pretty soon we'll have it up on Vimeo for anybody to look at. But the website is really easy to find, Los Cabo Tuna Jackpot dot com and then if you just Google it, uh it, it comes right up anytime you put Cabo Tuna in there.
1: All right. Pat McDonald, thanks a lot for spending some time with us, and uh, congratulations on your retirement. We look forward in uh, to at least seeing you on the water here more often.
8: Oh yeah, I was out fishing today. Had a great day. Caught up. I mean, must have caught fifty bass. It was fun just on my skiff. So I'm still fishing, still writing, still enjoying the outdoor life. And I appreciate you guys having me on the show for sure.
1: Hey, thanks for coming, Pat. Appreciate uh, the good words. All
8: right, right, take care, guys.
1: All right. Take care, Pat. Hey, uh, okay. what I want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, before we uh, go into the next break is uh, El Cajon Ford put on the Wounded Warriors Tournament. It was today at Lake El Capitan down here in San Diego. Want to not only thank the, the people, El Cajon Ford, but also Jim Slight and his staff. They had a great event down there. They had a lot of great sponsors that contributed product, uh, Just to go through a few of them, Saquon Hotel and Casino, Ryan at East County Bait and Tackle, Rick Grover at Angler's Marine, Diane at Lakeside Bait and Tackle, Chris at Pure Fishing, uh, Bill at Barnacle Bills, and then Rod and Reel Radio also came up with a bunch of stuff, too. Uh, uh, We uh, uh, came up with a a custom-made guitar that Captain James Nelson made, and we're going to talk about that a little uh, later on. We also, though, want to thank uh, (coughs) uh, the people at 22nd Street. They donated a number of uh, trips. Mike, thank you very much. Those were well received. He donated trips on the Pursuit, the Native Sun, and uh, Monte Carlo. And then Tommy Gomes from Catalina Offshore Products had gift certificates. Western Plastics had tackle uh, packs. Angler's Arsenal had rods and reels. All together... It was a fairly small field because not a lot of word had gotten out about it. But altogether, $6,870 is going to go directly to the Wounded Warriors Fund. So Jim Slythe and Al Ford and all the sponsors, thanks a lot for making this a successful event. And it sounds like you can plan to be fishing this again next Veterans Day. So... Stan, you you had you, we've got a couple of minutes here. You had a tip that you wanted to give the fishermen with regards to catching these big fish and tackle.
2: Yeah, I mean, for for years and years and years, I've been going out there since the ninety 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 one, chasing that big fish. And there are times when you know you want to be prepared with the biggest and the best hooks and whatever else. And then there's other times, like you go to Guadalupe and everything, you you. Uh, Put in the water, get sharked, and you lose your hooks. But one of the things, I mean, I am a Gamagatsu uh, Nautilus heavy-duty circle hook fan because they are the best, period, tuna hook out there. But they cost a lot of money. So if you're fishing for this 300-pound stuff that they're catching right now, that's what you want. If you're on that lower bank down there because not a lot of sharks, that's a great hook. But for all you guys that want to take a hook, that's not a $6 hook down there that works really, really well that, on, on that 100- 100 to 190-pound fish, Guadalupe Special, if you want to call it. VMC makes a hook called the Nemesis. It's the 8386. It's an offset circle hook, and their 6 and eight-zero, are, are the most popular ones that we use. If you're in that, it, they, they have a, it's called the Coastal Black Finish. So the VMC Nemesis eighty three eighty six offset circle in coastal black and a six odd and eight out. They're a little bit. Uh, it's a three three X strong hook, but the way that the the offset is it makes it easy to hook the bait, and they're extremely uh, sharp. They've got that um, what do they call it? Chemically sharpened hook. So they're very sharp. So you go through the they go through the bait easily, and it doesn't wound them from being squished and squeezed as much and they've got this. That coastal black is the, is the micro-thin layers of, of finish that they put on there so the hook doesn't rust, uh, mm-hmm. so you can keep in your box. But they've been a great hook for when you're down there and you're in Sharky waters because it can happen at uh, Guadalupe. It could happen down there uh, outside the lower banks that it could happen. It happens a lot at Clarion, and it happens a lot at the Hurricane. So if you want to take a... A hook, and you can get them a twenty-five pack box, a twenty-five count box is like twelve bucks, and it's a great deal for the guys that are going out long-range fishing to look into this. And it's one of those better hooks that you can use, and not a lot of people know about it.
1: All right, thanks a lot for that tip, Stan. Hey, we're going to take a break right now, but uh, coming up in the next segment, Captain James Nelson, the fish icon, he's going to be uh, with us. So stay tuned. There's still. A lot more Ron Real Radio to come after these messages.
5: The warm weather is here, and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
9: Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program... It is what all the pros use today. The reason, no depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell boat. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know, there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com.
7: Rod Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at rodandreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now.
1: Hey, we want to welcome you back to Rod Reel Radio. Here's a note for you anglers. Saturday. November the 25th, that's the Saturday right after Thanksgiving, it's the Angler's swap meet, and it's at Angler's Arsenal. It's sponsored by Western Plastics, Angler's Arsenal, and Ron Real Radio. Hey, it's $20 to set up as a seller. Buyers, you come in free. Sellers, you come in at 6 o'clock. Buyers, we're going to have come in at about 7.30. We've got room for about, though, 28 or so Uh, sellers. We're just about booked up. If you want a spot, though... Give us a call at uh, Angler's Arsenal, 619-466-8355. Or get a hold of us on Rod and Reel Radio and just tell us you want a spot. We'll get a hold of you. But this is a great opportunity. It's an annual event. Sell some of that stuff. You need a little Christmas cash. Or maybe you're looking for that little special item that you don't think Santa's going to put underneath the Christmas tree. You might find it here at the swap meet. So, that is Saturday, November the 25th at La Mesa at Angler's Arsenal. So look forward to seeing you there. Hey, you know, I want to invite this next fellow back because he's always giving us great reports. And I want to thank him very much because this is a fellow that's on the water five to six days a week. He likes to take Sundays off so he can spend time with the family. I went to him a couple of weeks ago, and I said, hey, Captain James, we've got this event coming on up. I'd like to give away one of your dude guitars. And Jim said, no problem. So we worked out a deal that we could get that done, and we gave that dude guitar away at the Wounded Warriors event. We actually didn't give it away. We had a silent auction, and it bought a good amount of money. And I just wanted to bring Captain James on, not only to talk about the fishing, but also to thank him very much for his generous donation. So, Captain James Nelson, you're on with us. And, Captain James, we're here to thank you. Thank you very much.
2: Are you there, James? <laughs> huh? He's lost. <laughs> James, he's lost in the box. He's lost.
1: Hey. Captain James, I hope I don't have to do that again. Give us a call back.
10: What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing now? I don't get. I don't get to hear the show, so you got to be coming in on end. We're giving anti-joker. away another one of
2: your guitars for free. Didn't
10: you hear?
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Cool, Captain James. You're like everybody else in the fishing business. Uh, you're giving away your business now, but. I personally want to thank you for not only the great uh, 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 Mandy Guitar that you, uh, uh, you made for us, but also the guided trip. Thanks a lot. Uh, I don't know if you heard that number or not, but uh, we raised $6,870 for the Wounded Warriors at this uh, event uh, this, uh, this today, Sunday.
10: That's awesome. No, I was I was in the dark while you guys were talking. I don't you know, that's not you. Please go ahead and minute. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you know, your uh, uh your guitar that you custom made for us and I know that with your work schedule you you were you were working all kinds of odd hours to get this thing done and get it finished and with the weather we had to make sure that the paint was dry and everything like that turned out to be the the top fundraiser at the event, and we just wanted to thank you very much for uh, getting it done.
10: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, uh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to, to hear all about it uh, in more detail. Hopefully the buyer contacts me. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, that's that's a wonderful thing to hear.
1: Well, the buyer was John Blake. And I, he has your information. I will pass it on over so you, because he goes, now I'm going to have to uh, go out and get an amplifier for it.
10: <laughs> Fantastic. Uh,
1: hey, Captain James, we normally have you on for fishing. We've been talking about, it seems like guitars for the past couple of weeks, but you've been taking clients out for some bay fishing, and it's been some extremely good fishing, has it not?
10: it's been really good it's been a it's been a really good week um you know we've gotten a good variety in the bay you know i had a guy get a leopard shark that was taller than him so that was cool and nice. had a had a gal i mean probably john i kid you not probably not more than five casts after talking about how there's bonefish in the bay uh she's throwing a little soft plastic lure and catches a bonefish on it so that was pretty cool <laughs> that is <you laughs> know. Pretty cool right there yeah yeah, so it's it's been a pretty good week for the variety. So, and on top of all that, of course, the the bay bass has just been nuts. I mean, shallow, deep, fast, slow, doesn't matter. They're everywhere.
7: How big have? are the bone
10: biting. fish you're catching, James? Excuse me. Stand How big are those bone fish that you're catching? Um, usually less than two pounds. They're not. They're not a huge fish at all. In the Cortez bone fish. Um, and our bay is is a fine example of not having huge ones. So. <laughs> but they do, fight. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that they're there is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, you know the the world record bonefish actually did come out of our bay um, on my boat. You know, the, the IGFA record, I should say, and that was uh, by Steve Wozniak, and he got he he broke it twice. He actually set it one day, and then broke it again the next by. You know, it's such a, a small amount, and it was barely two pounds. I've seen bigger, but you know, it's it's the guy who puts it on paper that matters. You know, like like they say, if no picture, it didn't it didn't happen, right? Steve Wozniak of <laughs> Apple. <laughs> uh, the other Steve Wozniak is in the. I think he's like the eight all-time uh, species record holder for <laughs> IGFA.
1: You know, uh, I had uh, dinner with Danny Wade. Uh, uh, from H&M Landing this past week, and he says he's fished back in the bay a long time. He says just the variety of fish you can catch there is tremendous, not only the bonefish, but he says he's actually caught Jack crevel back there. He says there's just all kinds of fun things to, to catch, and especially for people that, uh, you know, maybe you know not be as proficient at fishing, to go with you out there, Jim, and to catch fish, Man, that is uh, a plus plus.
10: You know, it is, and it, and it's great. You know, when you talk to some guys and they they talk about the different species they've caught over the years, and then you look at some of the species that we can catch, and it's just it's just a like I said, it's a wonderful fishery. Uh, um, my family today, we were at Old Town and, you know, being able to see all the different pictures uh, from how the bay used to be back when the San Diego River flowed into it and, and uh, knowing that there was actually steelhead that uh, swam up into the San Diego River through our our bay at one point. That's just, when, when you think of the way it's changed over the years since uh, since we've been here you know and who knows even before you know europeans and the spanish started settling here i mean it's just a and who knows what's going to be a hundred years from now
1: well you know you can, go fish the, you can go fish the bay though and you can catch white sea bass in the bay you can hook up with a black sea bass which is uh, something that you're supposed to release but they are there and jim i'm i i'm going to imagine that you've had clients that have hooked up with them and what an exciting fish to catch! And uh, uh, this year, if you just go a little bit outside, you've got one heck of a, a bonita bite out there, and there's still some yellowtail to be had.
10: Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I can't say enough. And I, I you know, again, if you, if you listen back to the last few uh, calls that I've made and a couple of the other uh, shows that I called, you know, I could almost put uh, calls lately on autoplay, and that's, if you can get on the water, get out and go, because everything's fighting right now. And, it, and it's, it's really true.
1: Now, uh, and, and,
10: and, and it's be, not just me. I mean, I look at, I, I see guys, I, I talk to guys, and I know what they're catching, and see what other people are coming in with. And it's just amazing.
1: I think also, with the shelter Island launch ramp close, a lot of people go, well, you know, there isn't any fishing in uh, San Diego Bay, but you're taking people out there. you take them out in Mission Bay. And I think, I, I don't know, maybe with a lack of pressure, because there aren't the boats out there that you see, and and the lobster fishermen that are going out there saying they've got a tremendous run, and they don't see the boats out there that you'd normally see during the course of lobster season. Uh, you know, good time to sign up with you. You do have access to the bay and to go out and... and and go
10: fish it. Yeah. And that's it, and uh and we have two good bays. Yeah. Let's not forget either, John. I did take someone earlier this week in mm. Mission Bay. So it's not just San Diego Bay. Mission Bay is a really good bay and me personally I prefer it this time of year because you don't have to dodge nearly as many out of water sporters out there.
1: Right.
10: So you've got a, it's it's a lot nicer and as we know Mission Bay can really get crazy.
1: Well, not only that, you know, when the weather starts getting crazier, the bays are still a good place to fish because, you know, they're totally fishable.
8: Yep.
10: All so, right. when are we going, John? <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to get out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, Captain
1: James, if people want to get a hold of you, tell us how's the best way to get a hold of you to go.
10: Well, they could always reach me online. Um, I think, John, even this past week or so, I've had a couple people say they talk to you at the shop, so... Yeah, ask around the shops, so especially go to Angler's Arsenal. And uh, who knows, if you call while you're there, I may give you an order place for some plastics. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, so you can always reach me at the, at the shops. You can reach me online, even on realradio.com or com. Again, that's com. And then uh, there's good old-fashioned telephone methods 619-395-0799.
1: All right, Captain James Selson again. Thank you for your most generous contribution to the Wounded Warrior event. It was well received. Also, uh, the free trip that uh, uh, you gave away, that was well received, too. Two premium gifts. We look forward to talking to you again, and good fishing out there in the bay, okay?
10: Oh, great. Thanks thanks again, John. It was a worthy cause, and if there was more I could do, I would do more. You know that.
1: I know. I appreciate it, Jim. We all do what we can, and when you put it together... That's really when it amounts to something. All right. Hey, Stan and Wendy, man, the, the two hours have just rocketed by, but it, it's time to say goodnight, Stan, thanks a lot, and Wendy, thank you, too. Uh, you know, we're going to have to talk to uh, 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 Billy uh, uh, Chapman and talk about going up there to see him there in uh, in, uh, in Coeur d'Alene because I think that's going to be a lot of fun.
2: That's not a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, it's, it's just horrible, but, you know, somebody's got to do Someone's it.
1: Someone's got to do that yeah. missionary
2: work, right? And I think that sounds pretty fun.
1: <laughs> all right. And, again, to our veterans, I hope you guys had a great weekend. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you for everything that you've done to us that Stan, Wendy, and I can come on the radio over here and just have a good time talking about fishing. So we appreciate all of your efforts. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for tonight. We want to thank Jorge and the AM540 studios, Ben Harvey, my local engineer here in San Diego, always in memory of Eddie McCune and Big Tuna Bill, and especially one of our favorite friends, Paul Leader. So you guys guys just have a great time out there. We didn't even get a chance to talk to you about that. Yellowfin fishing out there, it's still good. So if you get a chance, go out there. They're getting away. We'll see you on the water. Good night, everyone. We're out.